first and foremost, it's a visual design tool. So if you're familiar with WordPress, it's a great uh, CMS, but it's not that easy to build landing pages or websites uh, and design it, you know, to look professional. You have to use a certain theme that looks a certain way. With a visual page builder, you can edit and design everything. Uh, you have, uh, you design it while you see it. And it's very handy. And, uh, you know, it cuts down on the work of the web designer um, substantially. G'day, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast. Our feature guest this week is Ben Pines from Elementor, which is a page building plugin. These guys have over 400,000 installs of their plugin. And I spoke to Ben about how they've managed to grow their business in a very noisy marketplace the page building uh, plugin marketplace is saturated. And Ben has said in this interview that he puts it down to the fact that they have a very clear vision of what their company and product stands for and what they want it to be. They're also great at nurturing the community of their customers. And we also talk a little bit about uh, the challenges of growing the company, managing their team, and whether or not Gutenberg, which is the page building feature in WordPress, is going to impact the page building plugin ecosystem at all. It's a great episode. I hope you can stay with us. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of of, of coaches and mentors and we have hundreds and by the time you're listening to this probably thousands of members all over the world but it still really is something that I'm very passionate about and, and of course if you join WP Elevation we make revenue and we make profit so it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it and partially I am because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. G'day folks, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation and I'm very pleased to have with me Ben Pines from Elementor. Hey Ben, how you doing? Hi Troy, how are you? Thanks for joining us on the show. I'm very well, thank you. And a happy new year. It is where I live at yeah. the moment. It's the 3rd of January. So it must be the 2nd of January where you are, right? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Almost happy, the 3rd. Happy 2018, <laughs> man. Yeah, starting the year. Um, now, whereabouts are you based for those that don't know? We're an Israeli company. So we're based in uh, Tel Aviv. Cool. And so what time is it where you are now? It's now 11 at night. Oh, wow. Thanks for staying up, man. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's tucked in already, but uh, <laughs> beautiful. I'm up and running. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, now, for those that don't know, tell us uh, the, the, the elevator pitch of what Elementor is and what it does. So Elementor is a page builder. Uh, and first and foremost, it's a visual design tool. So if you're familiar with WordPress, it's a great uh, CMS, but it's not that easy to build landing pages or websites uh, and design it, you know, to look professional. You have to use a certain theme that looks a certain way. With a visual page builder, you can edit and design everything. 
uh, you have uh, you design it while you see it and it's very handy and uh, you know it cuts down on the work of the web designer um, substantially so it's true uh, WYSIWYG design in the true sense of you know what you see is what you get whereas if you look at the the WordPress uh, visual editor really what you're doing there is just adding text and images to a predefined template whereas your tool allows me to control kind of the whole page of you know certain rows that I put on the page and columns and widgets and all those kind of layouts yeah and if you sort of if you think about how people used to work with WordPress so people used to create the uh, prototype on Photoshop and then mm-hmm. transfer it and cut it and really took the uh, a lot of using coding and HTML and uh, mm-hmm. and CSS with a visual page builder everything is done visually so mm-hmm. you can go from you you still need to create some sort of prototype for guidance but mm-hmm. you create everything uh, live you don't need mm-hmm. to to waste all your time on coding and focus on your actual yep. work on creating beautiful pages. Yep, I love this so much. I have been saying for years now that if you're designing websites in Photoshop and getting them cut up into HTML and CSS, that your days are numbered. And that, because the reason I think is because a website lives in the browser, it doesn't live in Photoshop. So showing someone a picture of a website in Photoshop and then building it into the browser, there is always going to be a disconnect and there, is, there are always going to be discrepancies between the two. Um, and it's a workflow, it's it, a workflow it's I think, that you know, design firms are familiar with, but I think that we should be designing websites in the browser because that's ultimately where they're going to live. Well, plus the competition now, nowadays every business has a website and this means that you're going to have to create more content, more landing pages and change yeah. your uh, homepage, add new images. All of that can, first of all, interfere with how the basic website looks like. And second of all, interfere how it looks like on different devices. Mm. So you're going to have to uh, get that agile uh, flexibility of constantly creating and also empowering. I mean, if you're a professional web designer, you need the, that professional tool, but also if you're just a marketer or someone who wants to use a template, uh, then that's also a solution for you. Mm. All right, so let's just take a step back. Before we dive into a little bit more uh, detail around Elementor and the company, let's take a little bit of a step back. You, you joined the company after they were established, but before you actually launched. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. I, I had a kind of interesting uh, history <laughs> wherein uh, I think I I sort of filled every sort of uh, all the spectrum of positions in the I would say the SEO and content and the marketing uh, land so I started in an SEO firm mm-hmm. that was back in I think uh, two, uh, 2006 mm-hmm. uh, and then I uh, I uh, started my own business, I created websites on WordPress. So mm. I did a whole bunch of things, but the, the constant thing was WordPress. Mm. And one of the, one of, for one of my, uh, my own websites, I used a, a theme that was built by the founders of Elementor. Uh-huh. That's how I, I found out about this company. And uh, two years ago, um, I, 
I just, I was, uh, I think uh, my license was uh, needed the updating. So I went into the website and I saw they had uh, filled up a position and I was exactly in, in the right uh, time, tried it and the rest is uh, like history. Wow. Yeah. Um, so this is before they launched. So they hired you before they actually launched the page builder, yeah? Well, we've, uh, they've been actually working on it one year before the launch. Okay. So, and they reached the, the idea of making it because they were a theme company. Mm-hmm. And they noticed that, and they had a builder that was backend, a backend builder. And they noticed that there was a huge gap between how WordPress, which is the most popular, still the most popular CMS and other, you know, solutions like Squarespace, Wix, mm-hmm. etc. And really the objective was to um, like fill the gap and f- fill the, the huge gap that, there and bring WordPress to, you know, 2018 now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In terms of speed and design and, and uh, having it, everything live. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, a lot of hard work creating the interface that is friendly enough for the newbie and also... Uh, professional enough for the web designer, um, and that what that's what uh, originated the Elementor. And so, your role specifically with the company is is marketing. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, some people may be familiar with some of the other page builders on the market. Um, you know, this I think this whole kind of thing started out and really exploded with Visual Composer, which was which was adopted very rapidly by a lot of the theme companies at theme forest. Um, and th- then there were a whole bunch of page builders that came on the market in kind of quick succession. Um, um, a beaver builder has kind of come up as, as one of the, the, the darlings and one of the favorites for thrive architect, uh, you know, there's a new page builder that's launched elementor uh, cornerstone. There's a whole bunch of them. What makes, Elementor different from any of the others and why did you feel like because you know we have this conversation all the time internally it's like we could really we could become a theme company but it just feels like there are so many themes that we're not sure what value we could add to the conversation so we're not sure how we would be different so why why were why were you guys certain that there was something that you could do differently to what the other page builders were doing well, we wanted to, the vision was to excel at three areas, three main focuses. I mean, you have those, uh, you know, there's now the, the feature wars. So every, as you said, all the companies, each one has, one has this feature than the other. So it's not really a, a, an idea. I think it's not a contest of feature wars mm-hmm. because it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I think it's more um, the vision of the company and if you relate to it. So we had three advantages that we wanted to excel at and Mm -hmm. it's still it's still relevant Uh, so one was speed having it fast responsive not that you drag drag and drop and then you have to wait Mm. which is which was the prevalent uh, thing uh, two years ago and still now a lot of our competitors uh, are considerably slower both on on the in terms of using like designing using the editor itself mm-hmm. and in terms of you know load speed and uh, like code the standardization so that's just super important to us having that instant effect you drag it happens you change a color it happens instantly the second thing was um, the design advantage 
meaning a very high detail of an orientation for design. So incorporating all the design trends uh, that are actually important for, the, for a designer, like shape dividers, you know, and, and uh, box shadows and overlays and uh, different ingredients. These were things that you, you see, like you, you see um, pages created in uh, Bootstrap, mm-hmm. you know, and you see again and again the same design, the same design, and you never get out of that boxed, boring look. Mm-hmm. And we, our vision was definitely both in, also in, the, in how the, um, the plugin looks like. So it's it, it, all across, we wanted to be designed great, look great, and, uh, and create uh, beautiful websites. And at first, it was hard because when you start a, a, a new company, a new, a new plugin, the first ones that you draw are not the top designers. Yeah. <laughs> you draw the, at first, you draw the, the, um, uh, you know, the early adopters. Mm. So people like, who like to experiment with crazy <laughs> new things. Mm. So at first, I think the first few months, like our users created horrible-looking websites. We, we like, you know, created th- these wonderful templates and look, see how to do And every time I looked, uh, it was horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, sorry, users, I love you, but <laughs> you're our first adopters, but you suck at design. But uh, <laughs> after a few months, we started uh, receiving a lot of attention uh, and drawing a lot of high-quality designers. So not only we created those beautiful templates, but we've seen, and now it's just exploded. I mean, uh, le- the last thing I, I, I've seen is the Theme Forest. Uh, I think the Theme Forest Black Friday page was actually designed in Elementor. Wow. So that was a huge uh, uh, step of pride for us. And the, the third uh, thing that we want to excite was the ease of use. Mm-hmm. So don't crack your brains trying to figure out how to use the. I think this is important. This sometimes seems important only to the newbies. I think it's also important for professional designers because um, even if you're you're great at, at designing, it doesn't mean you you remember exactly how where everything is, and you still want the, the interface itself to be friendly and to be uh, easy to use. So that that's the three focuses. So. <clears throat> So, you, so with that vision in mind, you you start out developing this plugin. It's a crowded marketplace. There's lots of competition, and and I should I should also just outline that you guys and you guys have got traction. Like you guys have got hundreds of thousands of installs. You've got you know lots and lots of four hundred thousand yeah, installs. 400, yeah, that's unbelievable. Four hundred thousand installs. Lots and lots of happy mm-hmm. customers. So you, you guys aren't just starting out in someone's spare bedroom. You guys are up and about. You're a serious company now. How did you get traction in such a crowded marketplace? How did you cut through the noise and not just become another page builder that nobody cares about? How did you overcome that? Well, of course, the most basic and obvious thing is that you need a a great product. But Uh I have to tell you from my own blood and sweat that uh, it's not enough. No, it's not. I mean, uh, you, you have to put a lot of emphasis on marketing um, and doing everything it takes 
And we used a lot of channels and we now we are, I mean, marketing channels and we're experimenting always with, with new ways of reaching a new audience because not everyone has heard of Elementor. Mm. Um, and so a lot of elbow grease and, uh, and it, it paid off, but it, there's, it's, it's still a lot of works. I mean, and also it's not always easy work, meaning if you can have the best uh, solution in the market, you're still going to have people saying like, Oh, I use this. I, I don't, I use like mm. this ancient page builder that I don't need anything new. So mm. you're going to have, you're going to, it's like a, a great stand up comedian. You're going to have hecklers. Yeah. 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 You know? <laughs> so you have to, you know, you have to develop some sort of, um, you know, like uh, an armor. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what's what's been the most successful channel for you so far in terms of getting Elementor in front of new eyeballs? I would say the uh, first of all, the plugin itself is mm-hmm. is a is a is a great way to. I mean, having people experience the free pr- plugin. Uh, so we have an extensive free plugin that that was a huge part. I mean. We've uh, we're still giving out the the most features uh, in a page builder for free, mm. uh, and we've seen that people get everything for free. And then they see what is available just out, just out of curiosity in the pro version, and they naturally upgrade to pro. So I think that's like the by far. The, the biggest thing after this email marketing is is huge because here you can um, communicate your releases and the news and your blog posts. So email marketing is huge, um, and uh, also we have an affiliate program which is a pretty successful. Um, feature releases, you know, in the blog. Uh, like there's a lot, uh, a lot of channels, but, uh, and also just simply outreach, like, you know, uh, contacting people like you, people that lead the, you know, this industry and uh, communicating. I mean, you know, you, you get people that are nicer and more responsive and, and less responsive and you have to, um, you know, do the work and, and mm. contact the right individual and communicate, you know, not spam people, just to communicate uh, and try to get it to win-win. So, so yeah. the outreach people, that the people you, you, you reach out uh, also gain something. And uh, How do you capture email addresses from your free plugin? Uh, well, in Elementor, in the website, mm-hmm. when you download the plugin, you can uh, leave your email and uh, you can uh, join our list. Then you get mostly feature updates and uh, gotcha. Get it. Yeah. And then once you once you've got someone's email address from using the free plugin, you tease them with the, what's happening with new feature releases, and then obviously you say in the pro version, there's this feature and this feature, and maybe you should upgrade well, to pro. And yeah. Yeah. Well, it, we just did the year in your uh, review. <laughs> and we did a, a really nice page that uh, I recommend you you check it out. It, uh-huh. uh, it really looks great, and it uh, sums up most of the releases that we did. And it's 
I think 26 major releases and, you know, over 50, like over 130 releases. Like we had, every week we had something. Wow. And that's just uh, 2017. I'm so, looking at it right now, actually. That's... Yeah. Did you build this in Elemental? Yeah. Wow. Elemental, a small, a wee bit of JavaScript, uh, uh-huh. JavaScript code, but um, yeah, Elemental. For the, is that the timeline across the top? Is that the, just a little bit of JavaScript for the exactly timeline? Exactly, yeah. the menu, the yeah. sticky menu. Um, it's, it's beautiful. It's fantastic. Um, so I, I'm trying to get my head around this, right? You've got over 150,000 subscribers on your email list. I'm just on your homepage here. But there's no obvious... See, we've all been taught, and we do this, and it works for us, like that we offer something incredibly valuable for free in order to get an email address on your homepage here, it just says, join our newsletter subscribers <laughs> subscribe. There's no like, where's my free, come on, man. Where's my free ebook that tells me how to like drive a Lamborghini by the time I'm 23. Come on. What, like there's no, there's no real strong lead magnet. You've just grown this email list organically from people just wanting updates about the product. Exactly. Uh, it's something actually that we're thinking about and uh, we want to do something like that, like educate people, uh, like throughout the year, we have a very successful YouTube channel with lots of uh, uh-huh. tutorials. Uh, so we've had success in that and we've uh, invested a lot now in expanding that uh, area. Um, so I think that's great also. Uh, and I think once we do that and offer that, uh, you know, that uh, free course that uh, maybe emails will pour in uh, even more. How do you manage your resources in terms of um, you guys obviously produce a lot of content. How do you manage your resources in terms of producing video tutorials and blog posts and infographics and these beautiful pages, the year in review? How do you, how do you make a decision that, okay, because we're about to launch a YouTube channel here this year in 2018 and we're putting significant resources into a YouTube channel. But I'm curious as to how you decide what's worth putting resources into and when you say, okay, that's not working, let's pull the pin and let's not do that anymore. Well, uh, to answer that, I'll actually share something that uh, Yoni, the founder, uh, told me recently about his like um, uh, uh, vision and and, uh, rule of thumbs. Mm -hmm. So um, basically you have your, your, your basic things that you have to have, like your tutorials, documentation, the things you know your users are going to need. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, at least as important, are celebrations. So every time you, you get a chance to celebrate, uh, then, then take it. I mean, and that's not for granted. I, I think a lot of business owners don't understand that. Like, there's Christmas, there's Halloween, there's, uh, I don't know, the year in review. That's so important for because it's like... I think the, the uh, analogy that, uh, that Yoni gave me is you enter a store mm-hmm. uh, and you see all those, uh, you know, Christmas uh, things and, uh, and you didn't think about buying uh, or you, it, it didn't cross your mind. Just you, you were, you happened to be there, but you saw the celebration and it, it uh, kind of warmed you up for it. Mm. And I think that's super important because it's not just about today. You know, people just talk about how to grow your list and how to like mm. reach from A to B. But I really, I'm starting 
And for me, it's not, uh, you know, not that intuitive, but I'm starting to understand how important it is to uh, think about those, you know, Black Friday and, and mm. uh, all those events throughout the year that give you a, a chance to go wacko, like go yeah, yeah. Uh, all in. A, uh, in Halloween, we did something that was really successful for us. Um, like a video that was Halloween style and a pack of, of templates and a whole, a whole bunch of, of things. And it's also fun for the whole team to work on something that's other, that's a bit apart from, you know, tutorials. Um, and so these are two of the, of the things that I would recommend. And also in terms of, of outreach, uh, co- collaborations are always, um, uh, you know, always a blessing. So we recently did a, a video for uh, Color Mag mm-hmm. because they we saw that they created they have a, a, a magazine thing mm-hmm. with over a hundred thousand uh, users, and they recently redid their theme to include elemental widgets. Mm-hmm. So we said that's nice of them. We didn't ask them to do that. So because they did that, we said, okay, let's do a video tutorial for, about them. And uh, it turned out really nice. I'm looking at that right now, actually, on your YouTube channel. It's had over 2,000 views. You've got 14,000 subscribers on your YouTube channel. And in this tutorial, we've taken the most popular free WordPress magazine theme, Color Mag, and combined it with Elementor to create a beautiful and stylish online magazine website that is also mobile responsive. So... and. and- you know, magazine is also a pain of, of uh, you know, because for, for designers because it's rather, a com- usually it's rather a complex uh, layout mm. magazine because it's mm. heavy on imagery. And mm. uh, if you look at the video, it's really simple to, to design it. You don't have to use a pre-made uh, magazine homepage. You can build your own. Mm. Um, you make these videos in-house, these YouTube video tutorials? Yeah. So I'm curious, um, uh, this is not specifically WordPress related, but I'm curious uh, just in terms about managing your team. So how, how big is your team these days? When I started, we were, I think, five, and now we're over 20 and wow. we're growing. So That's awesome, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, and are you guys distributed or you all work in the one place? Uh, almost all in one place. Right, yes. It's yeah. got its advantages, doesn't it? It's, it's so important. Like, you know, yeah. it's, not, it's something we don't really convey in marketing, but uh, having people, having like support sit next to the actual developers. Yeah. If they were in another country, yeah. they couldn't like turn around and say, hey, tell me, uh, how, did yeah. you, how do you do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, we, we, we have, we're a remote team. We have three people in Melbourne one in Sydney, three in the Philippines, then we have four in the Philippines. Now we have one, another one in Sydney, one in the UK, a couple in the, the, the States. Um, and it's definitely has its frustrations being a distributed team. I like the more people I can put in the one room, the better, I think, because it's just easier to communicate. In terms of support, if you want to have like full coverage, uh, you know, 24 uh, 7, mm. then you, you're going to have to have some sort of uh, outreach when you have, you know, that many customers. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but mo- most of the, almost all of the team is, is in house and 
and I, I really like it. Um, so we did, we did, the, uh, we did the outsource some of the, uh, we had some content writers write some blog posts, mm-hmm. which was, mm-hmm. was good. Uh, so just as a sidebar, um, what do you use to manage the workflow through the team? Like if, if, if we decide, okay, we're going to make a YouTube video for our YouTube channel to showcase color mag, how do you then manage that process? Usually we use Trello. Uh-huh. So we don't have some sort of, uh, we don't use like Salesforce or uh, mm-hmm. like Trello. And I personally also use uh, Google Sheets or something like that mm-hmm. for just to get my head uh, straight, you know, for my own uh, personal things. But uh, for the team, we use the Trello. Trello. Awesome. Uh, cool, cool. All right. So let's talk a little bit about... Um, I just want to loop back a little bit about to the actual product Elementor and what makes Elementor different from, for those people listening who might be familiar with some of the other page builders, um, what, what are some of the new features coming out in Elementor that might entice people to come over and have a look if they haven't seen it before? So uh, the template library was one of uh, the greatest features uh, in the product. Mm-hmm. So we, un- until now we have over 130 templates uh, like beautiful responsive templates and now we've completely uh, did a makeover on the template library mm-hmm. so you get sorting and you can save your favorite templates and you can search according to you know tags and according to the name it's really e- much easier to find like uh, the template for your uh, choice um, and also in Elementor, you can you know you can save your own templates and your own sections. You can save it and reuse it. So we all we've also included some improvements there in terms of search and uh, exporting it. It's all done from the pop up, like mm-hmm. from the interface itself. You click add template and you have everything uh, at your fingertips. And the other improvement is autosave. That's that. Those are improvements that are, will be will be launching uh, next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so autosave, it saves all your uh, all your work automatically. You don't have to press save, meaning everything your your content is always uh, protected. Um, plus, there was a problem once you got into editing um, an existing app, uh, and uh, let's say you want to improve uh, content that you've already published, mm-hmm. you created a, an article, and you want to. Um, add something to it until now when you worked on it and saved it it went live meaning your visitors would see uh, and you, you pretty much couldn't leave your desktop until you finished the job yeah and now we've added we've we've uh, uh, divided it into drafts and uh, published so you can work mm-hmm. on your draft save your draft go take take a coffee and only when you hit I'm, I'm talking about working on a, a already published work mm-hmm. and you, you, you've, you're satisfied with the result, you hit publish. This way your visitors won't see what you're working on and you can experiment. And, That's uh, awesome because WordPress doesn't even have that as a native feature. I, I, I think they, they do because you have, that's something we kind of um, got inspired from how WordPress works because oh. once you click publish in WordPress, oh, yeah. It's published, then you can still save a draft. Gotcha. Thanks, so, yeah. Yeah. 
I thought you could, I thought, I think you can only save a draft before it's published. Once it's published and you make changes and you, you hit update, then it's live. I think what they've just done in the, in the latest version of WordPress is they've now rolled out the ability to schedule your changes. So you can make a change and say, this goes live at a particular time and date, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm still not certain yeah. you can save drafts of a published page. Anyway, someone will correct us on that. We should know that, but someone will correct us. Um, <laughs> Average yeah, but, is the classic editor for in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now you've also there's there's three things I want to talk about quickly. You've also got the Elementor Thema coming out soon. Yeah, the Theme Builder. Yes. Yep. So can you talk to us about the Theme Builder and and what how is that different to the Page Builder? Well, we're really evolving now beyond the level of the page. So in terms of uh, if you think of the vision, designing your headers, your footers your single posts, mm-hmm. um, your, you know, WooCommerce product pages, mm-hmm. really endless, the, the entire website. So you can uh, design dynamic areas of your website. Mm-hmm. And this, I believe, truly will, like, if, if you ask what, what can't you do in Elementor today, that's the next step. Mm. It's full website uh, design. So, uh, you, and obviously you'll be able to save your own theme that you can then in, in like a library that you can reuse again and again. Exactly. Yes. Uh, beautiful. Um, short codes, a lot of page builders, and I actually don't know the answer to this question. So this is not a test. Uh, a lot of page builders, when you deactivate the page builder, they leave a bunch of short codes in your content editor, which I know can be a problem. How does Elementor handle that? Elementor doesn't use short codes. Um, awesome. So once you uh, deactivate whatever, it turns into all your content uh, remains, mm. um, and uh, and yeah, short codes are are the worst. And all the all the CSS, everything is saved in external uh, CSS files, so mm. it's all optimized to the highest degree and great for SEO. So beautiful. Yeah. Um, and finally, uh, I want to talk about just briefly Gutenberg, the new page builder, I guess, uh, feature that they're building into WordPress core. First of all, um, what's your f- thinking on Gutenberg and do you, uh, do you feel threatened by it at all? Do you think that it's going to impact the page builder ecosystem at all? Well, actually for the version that will be out uh, next week, We've added compatibility with uh, uh, with Gutenberg, meaning uh, you can um, wh- when you exit uh, Elementor, there was a problem with if you had the Gutenberg editor, so we solved it, and we're working closely with the Gutenberg uh, team, uh, and we're constantly thinking about ways to to uh, work together. Um, so. Because we released this feature, I had a chance to experiment it with it uh, in more detail. And um, frankly, I, I, it's, I think it's kind of speculation where it's going to go. I mean, mm-hmm. for now, how it sounded, it, it, it uh, felt to me is like, uh, again, a great way to work uh, on your content and your blog, and, uh, but not really a professional design tool mm. uh, if it will evolve to to that uh, then you know uh, so we're gonna do the the adjustments but i think uh, 
we have a clear vision to go forward wherever and, and, and adapt and, and work with Gutenberg. Uh, and I think it's great. It's a great, uh, a great step for WordPress. It's much needed and it was obviously should have done uh, at this time, even, even before. Mm. Um, just finally, before I let you go, Ben, um, we were talking before the interview about the sense of community in the WordPress space, which is something that I've never experienced in any other industry. What, what, what do you guys do to actively foster and nurture the community around Elementor? And why do you think people that use WordPress and WordPress software and online software, why do you think they're so nuts about the software and why do you think there is such a strong community? Well, that's something that, that's a question that really we can talk about hours. <laughs> uh, seriously, because I think it's a very complex question. I think the WordPress community is amazing. Um, and I think that the origin of that is that the whole project is based on something that's really good. Like I think the whole, the entire project is something that is so, so important. You know, uh, the, the, the ideas, the, the theory behind it, like why you need to democratize um you know, democratized content. You know, lately I, I've been uh, experiencing <laughs> some major problems with uh, my my Gmail and, uh, you know, having everything controlled by, by companies has its perks, mm. but it also it has its disadvantages because people can, I, I've heard like uh, someone with a very successful YouTube channel that his channel just got closed. Mm. And, you know, your world collapses mm. because it's your livelihood. Mm. And with WordPress, you always, I mean, that's the ideology behind it. You always own your content. And it sounds like, oh, okay, I own my content. I don't care. I have, I don't, I'm not that successful. But you are, if you, you're starting out in 10 years, 20 years, who knows? Maybe you're, you're going to be with a million uh, followers. Mm. So owning your, your content is, is so important. And the community around it formed around this this idea and in uh, in our own company we know about the importance of our community and we foster it first and foremost by getting feedback and like a lot of our features were were done because of, of user feedback and also we're we're constantly in communication and um, the, the our Facebook group uh, now has over 10,000 people, I think. Wow. Uh, of, of people that, you know, tons of questions and answers. Uh, and it's a great ecosystem that is live and active. And uh, so if you, if you have any product that has to do with WordPress, growing it through from the inside of the community, even if you're a web developer or, or web designer, like, you can build your business just by answering people's questions. I've heard some people that's their main, uh, uh, you know, uh, MO. Yeah. I'm just checking out your, your Facebook groups. Now I'm going to uh, request uh, to join the uh, Elementor Facebook groups. I look forward to being a part of that community. Um, Facebook groups have, I'll approve you. <laughs> man, Facebook groups have revolutionized our business and, and my life. I mean, the connections and the friendships that I've made from having conversations with people in 
Facebook groups has just been incredible for, and when, now when I travel, I meet people who I know from those Facebook groups and I meet them in real life and it's just, it's awesome. It's, yeah. It's a, I, it's a, I also think that it's in, in, interesting to, if you compare it to other uh, communities. So if you compare, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm downgrading other communities, but I truly don't, I haven't seen any other community act in such a cooperative manner. I'm talking mm. about, you know, if you take the, the affiliate uh, community or, or any other community doesn't act in such a cooperative and helpful manner. I, mm. I got so much help from people uh, in, in the first round when Elementor was anonymous. Mm. Uh, and it's just, I'm happy to be part of it. Yeah, awesome. Well, hey, Ben, thank you for taking some time to hang out with us on the WP Elevation podcast. I really appreciate it. And I wish you guys all the best uh, for the future of Elemental. Where can people reach out and say hi and say thank you? Uh, the Facebook group and, of course, subscribe to the email. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we'll get some emails from uh, the show. Uh, of course, download Elementor and, uh, and use it. Awesome. Elementor.com is where you can download the free version of the Elementor plugin uh, and take it for a spin. It really is epic. I've only, I'm have i new to it. I've only been using it maybe the last sort of six weeks or so um, since I've I, I, members of our community have been talking about it for a while, uh, but I've only got around to using it recently and it's very, very impressive. So um, congratulations on all the great work and keep it up and I look forward to keeping in touch. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, Ben. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast as much as I did, and I hope you enjoyed taking the Elementor plugin for a spin. You can get the free version at elementor.com. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe at wpelevation.com slash iTunes and leave us an honest rating and review. It helps us come up in the search results and get the podcast in front of new ears. And if you're on an Android device and you don't use iTunes, then you can subscribe at wpelevation.com slash stitcher. And uh, please leave us a comment uh, on the podcast. All the show notes and all the links relevant to this episode will be at wpelevation.com slash benpines. That's B-E-N-P-I-N-E-S. And let us know who you'd like us to interview on the WP Elevation podcast. Uh, Keep in touch on Facebook or Twitter. And I look forward to seeing you again on another episode very shortly. Until then, I'm Troy Dean. Go Elevate. Go Elevate.